Riders Radio Theaters on the air. Go radio, it's the Riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the gallop show. Yo, lady, yo, lady, yeah. Oh, we've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. It's time to saddle up and ride the airways once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky, to Slim Woody Paul and Ranger Doug, and special guest Tracy Nelson. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope the wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Buck a red and buck a There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2924th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, Texas Vic Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. And to the jam-packed crowd here wow. in the beautiful, historic Emory Theater. Man, what a night. Thanks to Two Slim, Ranger Doug, and Woody Paul, known collectively as Riders in the Sky, and our orchestra, Joey the Cow Polka King. <laughs> Gonna saddle another pony here tonight. Give me a Pinto Pal. One, two, Give me a pinto pal and give me a gal With a western gleam in her eye Give me the sage in bloom and plenty of room And a billion stars up in the sky Give me a place that's filled with flowers and birds And we'll watch the world go by Give me a pinto pal and a yodel lady Let me live there till I die Adiós, adiós. 
Bob up once more following this commercial message. Friends, you must have one of these. Everybody else has two or three, and you need one too. Don't be left out. Order now. Only $9.99 puts one in your car, your home, your pocket. What is it? Time doesn't permit me to say anything, except it's the greatest product of all time, and you need it now. Remember, if you don't have one, you'll miss the fun. It's the greatest thing since life's begun. Greatest product of all time, unavailable in Hawaii, Delaware, and Rhode Island. Residents of Norwood at 7%. Patent pending batteries not included may cause allergic reaction in pets. APR finance unavailable. Some assembly required. Dolphin safe. Do not use while operating heavy machinery. Offer good while supplies last. Warranty limited to limited warranty holders. Individual results may vary. Price may not include product. Riders Radio Theater sends a great big Western howdy to our station of the week, WEMU in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little love, the Sea Rag. Hey, neighbors, there's two things you can count on in this world. Baby chicks are a good investment, and guest time has rolled around. Here's the master of timing, Woody Paul. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Texas Bix. Folks, our special guest tonight makes her triumphant return to our show. She's a soulful singer, a lover of dogs, and she's very likely, she very likely knows what Diddy Wah Diddy means. Please make welcome the great Tracy Nelson. I know, but I'm not telling. We are delighted to have you here. <laughs> delighted, delighted to have to you back. You know what Diddy Wah Diddy means? Yes, but I'm not telling. You're not telling. <laughs> I guess if you have to ask, you'll never know. Uh -huh, that's it. Tracy Nelson here to sing a fine song, The Motherless Child Blue. My mama told me just before she died My mama told me just before she died My mama told me just before she died 
mama told me just before she died. She said, daughter, daughter, please don't be like me. She said, daughter, daughter, please don't be like me. She said, daughter, daughter, Did not listen to what my mama said. No, I did not listen to what my mama said. Oh, I did not listen to what my mama said. Now I'm a motherless child. I'm When you drove me from your door Oh, do you remember when you drove me from your door Do you remember when you drove me from your door Said go away from here woman I don't want you with a big instrument over there. I walked away, I hung my head and cried. Ooh, I walked away and I hung my head and cried. 
Great, Tracy. You know, call me crazy, but I hear a little bit of the blues in everything you sing. Okay, you're crazy. But you're also right. The blues really mean a lot to me. Is that where your inspiration comes from? Uh, well, yes and no. Some of it. Mm -hmm. Some of it comes from natural sounds, like the lonesome moan of a train whistle, wow. mm -hmm. the clickety-clack of the train wheels rolling down a long, lonesome road. Wow. So you, you like trains? That's what I said. I, I don't like them. I love them. It's the only way to travel. Wow. No big fancy bus with a waterbed in the back for you, Tracy. No big fancy limo with champagne and microwave popcorn. No. Just a train and a ride to glory down a long, lonesome track built by blood, sweat, and tears on a roadbed of broken <laughs> dreams. Tossed aside by some rampaging behemoth's mad dash for fleeting material gratification. Yeah. Hey, who overheated the shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about him, Tracy. <laughs> is he always like this? Uh, yes. Bless his little <laughs> pointed head, he is exactly like that most of the time. Folks, let's have another rousing cheer for the great Tracy Nelson. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddlebiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the continuing National Beetle Polka Countdown, and this is survey song number five, with a little help from my friend. Back, buckaroos and buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode nine of the exciting Western melodrama, Marauders of the Cosmos. 
As faithful listeners will not out recall, for some time now, Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth, has been nursing an aching heart. He saw Miss Marm kissing Baxter Black and unaware that the kiss was nothing more than a thank you for rescuing her. The Ranger believes he's lost her. Meanwhile, the riders have been searching the Grand Crouton Mountains, seeking to prove that the beautiful Studebaker Golden Hawk is not an extinct species. Slocum, on the other hand, is planning to deface Mount Brigitte, the grandest crouton of them all, by building a huge rocket gun up its southern slope. When Miss Marm learned of this environmental outrage, she organized her Sunrise Aerobics class and formed a human chain to block a convoy of 75 trucks, bringing material for Slocum's rocket gun. The brakes failed on the trucks, and after some amazing heroics by Ranger Doug to save two slim Woody Paul and Drywall, the trucks went over the edge of the deadly cliff. Meanwhile, directly beneath the plunging trucks, Charlie, who fell off the same cliffs in an earlier episode, was stuck in the mud of a small pond he'd landed in. Oh, boy, I'm really stuck in this mud. Uh, on the other hand, things could be a lot worse. I mean, for once, I fell off a mountain and made a soft landing. <laughs> and now, episode nine, entitled... Looks like this is gonna be my lucky day. <laughs> what the... Sounds like a convoy of trucks falling out of the sky and... Uh-oh. Oh. On the cliff above, a most amazing event is about to occur. Miss Marm runs up to Ranger Doug, throws her arms around him, and... Wow. Boy. First Baxter Black and now Ranger Doug. She's kind of free with her kisses, ain't she? Yeah. Gee, I wish I could get one. Ranger Doug, you were wonderful. Oh, why, uh, thank you, Miss Marm. I, I, uh... What's I, the matter? Well, I, I thought you and Baxter Black were, uh, an item. I mean, I saw you kissing him and... Well, uh, I was just thanking him for rescuing me. Oh, right. Why, Ranger Doug, I believe you're jealous. Oh, no, me, no, I, I mm-hmm. was just concerned that, um, uh, mm-hmm. Well, just, all's well that ends um, well. But of course, I'm, we're nowhere near the end of this adventure. I just, mm, I don't know. We are at the end of this scene, however. After escorting Miss Marm and her aerobic protesters back to town, the riders return home to find buzzards circling the ranch house. Uh-oh. Looks, looks like side mate's fixing dinner, boys. Yeah. Afraid so. Come and get it, boys, before I throw it on the ground. Well, at least it's a home-cooked meal, and after a day like the riders have just had, a hot meal followed by a little relaxation and a warm bed are very much in order. Soon they're all sound asleep. But soon dawn breaks, the sun also rises. And after fixing breakfast, side meat is off to town to get supplies. Get up there, Senator. Get up there, Get up there, you old mule. Meanwhile, in Tumbleweed City, High Sheriff Drywall is back on the job and lost in thought. Oh, where am I? Oh. Hello? High Sheriff Drywall speaking. Drywall, where are my trucks? Oh. Oh, where am I? Oh. Uh, uh, well, it takes a while, but eventually Drywall gets around to telling Slocum that his trucks went off a cliff and everything was lost. 
Something that leaves the Prince of Villains a little less disturbed than you might think. <laughs> Let's see. Insurance will cover the loss of the trucks. I've reordered all the material, and this time I'm having all the trucks come in from the Yucca Valley side of the Grand Croutons. That way nobody will be here. Nobody will be the wiser. Yeah, good. I'm still on schedule. That just leaves this little problem I'm having with my rocket gun's monopropellant. Time to mix it up and try again. I got the liquid poured, Bunsen burner lit. Now, let's see what happens. Oh, Rance, it didn't work. What the? Hiya, boss. Well, look who decided to show up for work. Where you been, Charlie? Shut up. I've huh? been having the luckiest day of my life. Yeah? Tell me about it. Not something I ever want to think about again. Okay, in that case, let me hear you yodel. What? Yodel. Huh? And kind of do it in a bluesy way. Holy! Now. Holy! <laughs> Got a hairball there, Charlie? It's been that kind of a day. Yeah. Well, time to go to plan B. What do you mean? See that stuff in the test tube over there? Yeah. Well, that's almost blue yodelarium, the monopropellant I need for my rocket gun to work. What do you mean? Almost. I mean, all the ingredients are there, but for it to become blue yodelarium, I need to simultaneously expose it to a perfectly high-degree yodel and a, a piercing high wail like a, like a train whistle. So, how are you going to get that? Nah, it won't be all that hard. We begin by grabbing Riders in the Sky's old Keezer sidekick. <laughs> I just saw the old coot a few minutes ago. Yeah? Going into Miller Morton's mercantile. Good. Waylay him on the trail when he heads back home and bring him to the Boiling Creek train trestle. I'll meet you there. Right. And Charlie, wear huh? a mask. There'll probably be witnesses when this goes down, and we'll need plausible deniability. Right. <laughs> Thus it was that later that same day, a menacing phone call came to the famed old Harmony Ranch. Hello, Harmony Ranch. Ranger Doug, idol of American youth speaking. This is an anonymous phone call. Huh? The geezer's in big trouble. He's tied to the railroad tracks on the Boiling Springs trestle. What? You better get to him before the 310 to Yuma comes through, or he's roadkill. Bye. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Hello? Who was it, Ranger Doug? It was anonymous. But whoever he is, he claimed that side meat is tied to the tracks on the Boiling Springs trestle. Wow. Good grief. When the 310 to Yuma comes through, he'll be a roadkill. Right you are, Woody. Let's ride, boys. Well, gee, I promised Miss Marm I'd wash her Australian barking cat this afternoon. Yeah. I got a few new fiddle tunes I need to work on. Yeah. Boys, side meat needs us. Well, Ranger Doug, yeah. if it was you, we'd come running. And if it was Woody, well, we'd talk about it. <laughs> but I bet we'd probably come. Well, same for you two, Slim, but side meat? Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Boiling Springs train trestle... Are they coming yet? I don't see anybody. Oh, they'll come, and when they do, you lily-livered polecats will get your mouth. Well, they're gonna be mouths. They're gonna be activated. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Boys, boys, let's think about this. Yeah, all the bad food. He's ornery meanness. Well, I see what you mean, but still. Meanwhile, back at the train trestle. Any signs of him yet? Uh-uh. They ain't coming. Oh, they'll come. I know. They, they, I wouldn't leave them. Well, eh. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. You think he'd come for us? Ha! Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he might. That's about as far as I can go with any certainty. Yeah. 
Well, look, it would be the easy way to leave him there. Sure would. It would be the easy way only to lend a hand to those who can give something back, to those who are nice, to those who are polite, to those who can cook. You got that right. Well, right. that would be the easy way, but it wouldn't be the cowboy way. Meanwhile, back at the trestle. He ain't coming. I'm just a poor old forgotten man. <laughs> they ain't coming. Maybe Ooh. not, but the train is. <laughs> yeah, good luck, old timer. Come on, Charlie. Let's get behind those rocks on that hill over there. Right. <laughs> so long, geezer. Some friends you got. <laughs> I'm just a poor old forgotten man. <laughs> While they had seen the train and heard its whistle, distances in the wide open spaces are vast. Sounds and sights carry for quite a ways under western skies. Therefore, it was quite some time before the train actually began to bear down on the hapless side meat. Charlie, I don't know what to make of this. You think you know somebody, and then they do something so despicable, you have a hard time not liking them. <laughs> don't get mushy yet, boss. Look huh? over yonder. Ah, it's them! <laughs> yes, in the distance, three riders galloping to the rescue. Charlie, use your rifle. Throw a little lead at them. Right. We want to keep them from getting too close, so they have to use the yoke. Right. The shots don't go unnoticed by riders in the sky. Whoa! Whoa. Hey, easy, Birkenstock. Ranger Doug, somebody's shooting at us. Yeah, we're out of range here, but if we get any closer, we'll be setting ducks. We've got to do something. Woody, is there any way to stop that train from here? Mm, Ranger Doug, I can say positively that there is no way to do that. Oh, no! But the ropes tied to the steel rails holding side meat down are undeniably subject to vibration-induced deterioration, something that be could be achieved by a perfectly modulated high tonal frequency reaching the third power. In other words, a number three yodel? Yep, but to work from here and be properly directionalized, it will need to coincide with a similarly modulated, high-pitched, isolated, melancholy, wailing frequency emanating from a train. Something like a train whistle. Exactly. <gasps> the 310 to Yuma always blows its whistle as it approaches the Boiling Springs trestle. Well, I'll be ready when it does. Stand back, boys, and cover your ears. Oh, Meanwhile, the engineer of the onrushing train sees trouble on the tracks ahead. Casey, look, there's a man lying on the tracks up ahead. Hey, Faith, there he is. He's old and wise, and I didn't see him now until now, and it's too late to stop. Blow that whistle. Maybe you can get out of the way somehow. All right. Oh, no, the chain. It broke. I can't blow the whistle. News of the impending tragedy sweeps through the passenger train like wildfire, and the forward observation deck is packed with onlookers. There's an old guy tied to the tracks. Yeah, well, there's some cowboys yodeling at him. I do. Everybody stand back. Putting two and two together and amazingly fast, passenger Tracy Nelson has figured it out. Quickly, she works up a perfect blue whale that matches perfectly the lonesome train whistle sound. And just as the train closes in on the hapless side meet, the ropes dissolve and he rolls to freedom. Meanwhile, he's behind heard... some rocks on a nearby hill are two jubilant scoundrels. We did it, Charlie. Right. <laughs> Things are finally going our way. You know what, Charlie? What? We're going to win this one. <laughs> Is Slocum going to win this one? Yes. Will his rocket gun work? Yes. What will happen when it's finally fired? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions from your brother-in-law, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 10 of Marauders of the Cosmos, entitled The 300-Pound Cannonball. It's unstoppable, immovable, irresistible melodrama. You won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Cowboga King and Tracy Nelson. It's blues time again. Tracy, lead us on out of here.
we'll go down sunshine and see what tomorrow brings. We'll go down sunshine and see what tomorrow brings. Well, it may bring the sunshine and again it may bring rain. This is the VXU Radio Network.